I got you. I got you, babe. Oh, Sonny and Cher. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know what else I got? Eh? A little leftover, a little leftover tomato from my deluxe diner burger. I just <laughs> Ooh, very nice. My <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan of the deluxe. You know why? Because they don't have to give you those couple onion rings, but they uh-huh. throw them in, and I think that's really nice of them. Uh-huh. I mean, what makes a deluxe a deluxe? Like, I definitely usually order the deluxe, but I also have never ordered the regular. Lettuce, tomato, french fries. So what is the regular? Just burger. Yeah, burger, burger and bread? <laughs> yep, burger, bread. Uh-huh. I see. Yeah. Um... That's not going to cut it. Why would you ever order the regular unless you were a child? Yeah. I, I, don't, I haven't ordered one since I was but a babe. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know? I often order, I don't know if I've ever ordered the deluxe like at a sit-down place. For me, like the deluxe is always something that I order takeout, I think. Mm-hmm. And they do, they do the deluxe burger, you get your American cheese slice, and they jam as many fries or... Sometimes waffle fries. There's a place to. I like a waffle, a waffle fry. fry. Yeah, I love I like that they they jam the foil round. Like yeah, they just the smush them. They just uh-huh. smush them in there. <laughs> the last yeah. thing. they're all over the burger on the takeout foil. You know. Yeah, I like that too. <laughs> you all right, bud? I think so. I can't yeah. hear myself, so I I don't want to fuck with these buttons, but I can't okay. hear myself. But you can, I can hear just me. hear you. You sound so great. That's, that's all I need. You're recording. On Garage yeah. Band. Okay, I am. Cool. Well, listen, that's good news because we're here to do a podcast, Daryl. It's called No One Likes the Tuna Podcast, the world's premier dedicated Fast and Furious podcast. My name is Nick Nocera. And I'm Daryl Wong. Daryl, every week we watch a Fast and Furious movie, one of the ten Fast and Furious movies. And in this cycle, cycle 22, you've prepared for me a special experience i sure have (laughs) so last cycle i'll just simplify it and say that daryl tried to curate the experience so we would have like the maximum best watch through right this cycle i'm doing the opposite i'm curating for daryl the worst way to watch these movies maybe ever devised by a man Mm -hmm. yeah so we started with eight Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm Pretty effective. So I changed up also my like watching style. I'm normally like Saturday morning, start it, get the whole thing going, get an early start, knock it out, and then I'm ready to podcast after that. Yeah. Uh, and to, to get in the spirit of uh, terrible I feel here, I've changed up my uh, methodology here. So nice. instead, what I did, so today we are recording on a Tuesday evening. I watched half of it on Monday night. After working a full day, and I watched the other half this morning, starting at about seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and um, I'll let you know it was no good. Yeah, it was no. It was spoiler. <laughs> this movie's bad. So I watched half of it yesterday on my three day weekend, mm-hmm. which was like the worst way to cap off a very <laughs> nice three day weekend. Uh, during an incredibly crazy time at work. So mm-hmm. like, I really needed the rest. I really needed the relaxation. I really needed to chill all weekend and not do anything sort of harmful to me mentally. And mm-hmm. then I watched half of 
uh, <laughs> Fate of the Furious, which was bad. And then today, I started work at four in the morning. A.M. A.M. Baby. Yikes. And started prepping a set at five. And call was at 1030. Everybody fucking showed up and we're all scrambling around to get the fucking set done. And like everything is crazy. Everything is nuts. Then there's another set around the corner and we're trying to prep that set as the shooters are showing up on set one. And, then you know, it's just like it went on all day. I got trapped in the vortex of set mm-hmm. until about 3 p.m., left went back to the office finally like started doing my work that i needed to do that day and then um yeah and then i uh had to finish this movie (laughs) yeah yeah wasn't my favorite thing to do at the moment also Mm. i hadn't eaten and that's like a key yeah i mean yeah. Is it something that happens more? Maybe we're getting a little bit older here. I haven't noticed getting like the feeling of hangriness. It's like way more intense oh, now yeah. and it's a lot more noticeable. Oh, I would there. say if I look at myself five years ago, you know, a meal would pass, like it'd be like two, three hours. It would like probably be okay and I could probably like make it to a dinner. Yeah. Now, if like I'm supposed to eat and I haven't eaten in about 90 minutes, my target or expected eating time like yeah. i start to get into well, the la- danger zone pretty quick last night after i cranked out have this movie i had to go to see a movie in the movie theater uh. which is, i was looking forward to and then uh-huh. like you know and we i had made plans for somebody to get like coffee and a little bite to eat before the movie so I show up and I'm like 20 minutes early and I'm sort of looking around for a coffee spot because it's late. It's like six. Hmm. I'm like, well, wherever we can get coffee, we should just get coffee. And like I'm looking around and then all of a sudden I'm just like, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it to like the 630 call time. You know, I'm just like meet up for the food time. I'm not going to make it. So I mm-hmm. went and got some dollar slices. I was like. Sorry, I'm just gonna eat. I'll drink coffee with this person, but like, I just gotta eat. It's gotta happen. So, mm-hmm. I was like, I was, I was in a much better mood when the when when my company arrived and was just like, yeah, cool, no problem. Mm-hmm. I like ate some dollar sleep slices on top of like a news newspaper box in the middle mm-hmm. of downtown New York. It was great, incredible. <laughs> yeah, it was good vibes. I love a dollar slice. It's one of Me the too. true treasures. Of New York City, and oh. it's there. It's there when you need it. Oh, it was and so it, there. Like always comes through. It's the type of thing if you don't need a dollar slice, don't get it. Stay but away. when you need it, it'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> if you try for some reason to like, ooh, like do some sort of thing, like, hey, you know what? Let's for fun order like a whole pie from the dollar slice place. Mm-hmm. It's gonna turn out bad. It doesn't no. work like that. Okay. I, I mean, if somebody. If I was in a dollar slice place and somebody like came in and ordered a full pizza, I would like I'd be like, this, I gotta get out of here. This person is fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, now I got a couple of slices of pep and I felt better. Put a little pep in yeah. my step, you know. Excellent, excellent. Um, eight. This movie, okay, Fate of the Furious. It's a bad movie, right? Yes. Yeah, um. it's a really horrible movie. That I don't think people should watch. 
Um, so our in-betweener often influences um, the cycle that we, the following cycle that we watch. Yeah, and in this totally. case, we set ourselves up. We watched a wonderful family. Okay. <laughs> family we watched an feature. okay family Disney feature um, based in Antarctica, mostly, with Paul Walker. And although we yeah. have some serious ice scenes in this movie, yeah. the key component that we're missing is some Paul Walker. Totally. It's throughout this whole movie. It's like, just CGI. I mean, <laughs> I know I complain <laughs> about CGI all the time, but like, get the boy in there. This movie needs it. Mm-hmm. God, can you imagine how good this movie would be if Paul Walker was in it? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right? And like, he's got to be the one to like reckon with what Dom is doing because they try to sh- give that to Letty, but they're like, Oh no, we can't like feature Letty too much because like this movie is for boys. Well, like whatever their stupid fucking reasoning for, for sort of sign lighting side lining Letty in this movie when she in fact has the best emotional arc, like the mm-hmm. most fruitful emotional arc in the movie. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. We don't really care about that. Um, all she does is like occasionally like look, angry and sad like that's mm-hmm. it's like fuck man like let's reckon with it right she looks betrayed yeah <sighs> do your best betrayal oh my god i'm so betrayed mm-hmm. uh, okay so like okay if you're not gonna give it to letty at least like give it to cgi paul walker you know what i mean like let him feel betrayal like dom felt betrayal in Four or something like that. You know what I mean? Like how well that interplay works when they're adversaries mm-hmm. is so good. And it's like, you know, if that was in this picture, it would be a million times better, but it's not. Mm-hmm. And so it's bad. Yeah. I mean, I think we really needed Paul in the New York scenes. Mm. Something about this, like this watch through particularly flopped on the New York scene because yeah. You get a couple nice sky. You, you get a couple nice skyline or sky, um, yeah, skylines. But you know, like because it's all shot in Atlanta. They shot some in New York. New York, yeah, mm-hmm. but like the big city stuff is just. Eh, it's eh. like, what is this? Yeah, I want like I want like Paul Walker like walking out of his brownstone with his kid, being like. What's going on? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Whoa. That would be nice. If he just like was chilling in New York and like realized something was happening and had to jump in the fray, even if you just put him in for a cameo in that scene, I would yeah. think would make this movie better. Right? <laughs> yeah, I would like that a lot. Why do we like Paul Walker? It's kind of a confounding mystery to me. He's magnetic, okay? Incredibly. Yeah, incredibly magnetic. He's, but he's like wooden and kind of bad, and like you know, there's something about him. I'm like, yeah, I want it in this movie. So I did learn something though during the New York mm-hmm. scene. There's a scene where uh, Scott Eastman. Oh, we, Eastwood. I got to talk about his Eastwood. Yeah, mm-hmm. Scott Eastwood. I got to talk about his daddy's new movie at some point. Which is uh, none so good. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a scene in which Scott Eastwood talks about, like, he's like, uh, get, you know, move over there, and then I'm going to run up and try to pit Dom. And, so, and someone's like, pit? I think Tyrese is like, pit Dom? You're not going to pit. So I looked up what pitting is, mm-hmm. basically. 
Uh, and it's actually an acronym that stands for Pursuit Intervention Technique. Oh, cool. Uh-huh. It's also called a TVI, which is not as catchy, uh, which stands for Tactical Vehicle Intervention. Uh, and it's when it's a it's a tactic police use when you're like trying to uh, uh, stop a speeding vehicle that you're mm-hmm. in a chase with or something, and they come up and they basically go like front wheel of the cop car to back wheel of the pursuing vehicle and try to like sort of tap it, mm-hmm. like we were talking about the other week where we're like getting tapped at eighty miles an hour, and because. You know, you're hitting it at such a high speed, the car sort of loses its ability to control itself and stay in one place. And then it like ultimately slows and and turns. I mean there are there are um what do you call them? Dangers, you know, there are there are hazards with doing this in that like the pursue the vehicle that's being pursued can like flip. If it's too top heavy and it spins sideways too fast, it can start rolling over. Mm-hmm. Um, it's dangerous to the police, law enforcement, whatever, trying to do it. You never really want to have vehicle to vehicle contact at high speeds. That's like mm-hmm. an inherently dangerous thing. Um, but, uh, you know, I just thought it was interesting that he was going to do it to Dom and like. I don't think that's going to work out for you so good, Scott Eastman. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I didn't, yeah, I Eastwood. learned something. Yeah, Fuck. Eastwood. What's wrong with I didn't, I like, yeah, I learned, I guess I also just learned that it's an acronym, but mm-hmm. I am familiar with the technique because I played a good amount of Need for Speed, um, Hot Pursuit oh. when I was a teenager. HP. Oh my God! You have the once you get the sirens going, and then you get your different levels of uh, fugitive warning. Basically, they do the spike strip, terrible. But those those cop cars are constantly trying to pit you into the forest walls right. over here. And the way to do it is you have to turn into that spin, and then turn it into like a a full three sixty. Cork through to get out of there. Wow, right? that's pretty good. I thought it had something to do with like a pit stop. You know, mm-hmm. like in car racing. Mm-hmm. But, nah, guess not. Yeah. So. Oh, boy. What else are we going to talk about in regards to Fate of the Furious? Um, so there's a scene. Um, there's the scene when Dom first gets on Cypher's stealth jet. And I think it's the maybe the first or the second interaction he has with the um, Redbeard guy. Yeah, and he says something to the effect of like, "If I have to say it again, I'm gonna talk. We'll be talking to a dead person," yeah. which is really just a scary iteration of, "Don't make me repeat myself." Yeah, and I think about that phrase, and I've definitely um, received that before as a child, and be like, "Okay, I'm very scared," but I can't think of a time in my adult life where one that I've said it. And whether or not I could be effective in that situation. Like, could it's, you say it to someone? Yeah. Like, don't make me repeat myself. I mean, neither of us have children at this mm-hmm. point in time. I can see myself saying it to a couple <laughs> of kids. 
<laughs> yeah. It's like, but the way he does it, he does it to an adult, which. Yeah. Adult. Well, also, like, I have hearing loss in both my ears. Like, it's all, it's all fucked up it's from, like, childhood shit. Uh-huh. So sometimes I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> What's that? What? What was that? Sorry, I, did, I just didn't catch it. Mm-hmm. Also, like, bro, you talk very low and monotone. And like gravelly, and sometimes it's hard to <laughs> register what the fuck you got going on. Mm-hmm. And I know we've like kidnapped your son and uh, ex girlfriend, and like I know we're kind of trying to do bad stuff, but like that doesn't mean we have to all be kind of hostile to each other, right? <laughs> Speak it out loud, say it right. loud and proud. You're an actor, you learn to enunciate at some point in your training. You know, mm-hmm. I sit in solemn silence in a dull, dark dock. Something like that, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'll see I'll see if there's an appropriate time for me to use that. Because yeah. I try I to don't throw it out I've... this week. <laughs> don't make me repeat myself. Yeah. Do I need you to look repeat good myself? saying it? Do I need to repeat myself? Do I should I? Do I, should I repeat myself? That's my version. Should, oh, uh-huh. you should I? Should I repeat my? I, yeah. Okay. No problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Throw throw toss one out there at your team this week at at Telon Industries. Mm-hmm. Be good. I think they'll appreciate it. <laughs> oh my god. Uh What's F. Gary Gray working on these days? Do we have any idea? No clue. Has he made a movie since this movie? I mean, he's a very prolific director mm-hmm. uh, who, you know, I haven't watched a like, enormous amount. I mean, we watched The Italian Job. I've seen Friday. Oh, yeah, he made Men in Black International, another movie nobody saw. I didn't see it. Do you see that movie? I might have seen that one. Yeah. Is that the third? Is that the third installment? No, it's actually the fourth installment. Fourth. Interesting. Yeah, all new cast. Chris Hemsworth, Tessa Thompson, Camille Nunjani. Men in Black International. Huh. Yeah. I might have Missed seen it. that one. Missed it. Missed it. So yeah, we should watch that maybe. I don't know. I'm He's interested. I generally enjoy those movies. Men in Black? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the first one is good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's about it. Uh I mean, yeah. I like the aliens. Whenever I see a photocopier, I imagine that there's an alien inside uh, doing that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm into it. I remember my mind being blown over like the Orion's belt thing, like when mm-hmm. like, the key, the galaxy in Orion's belt, and then they like zoomed out. It like turned out it's the cat trinket. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? what? Cat's name is <laughs> like, Orion. What? Oh my god! Twist! What a twist! <laughs> also, D'Onofrio in that fucking movie is so incredible. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy when he's all he's all filled up with cockroaches and shit. He's like sugar <laughs> and water. I love that movie. 
Yeah. The second one is a disappointment. And the third one is okay and kind of fun. So. Oh, man, I, got, I don't want to talk. As you can probably tell, sweet, dear listener, I have no interest in talking about Fate of the Furious. Like, at all, man. What's the best car in this movie? Let's, like, do, like, like let's do, like, pretend this pod was, like, a dude pod. Mm, okay, okay. You know? Um, Orange Lambo? I was going to say Orange Lambo. Orange Lambo? <laughs> it's, like, the only car car in this movie, right? Uh, what else what did else they drive in New York? Orange Lambo. I mean, they all have like tactical shit, pretty much. I mean, she's driving what, like a Stang, Letty? Mm, I remember. It's the red yeah. one. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like what else? I mean, the Bentley is a wash. Yeah, the Bentley's like whatever. Oh, she's w- driving like a Corvette Stingray, which is pretty rad. Hmm. Yeah. There's something about those Corvettes. They just seem out of place. I don't Easy. like them. Yeah. I, I respect people who own them as, like, this is your thing. Mm-hmm. I've never thought they're, like, the best-looking car in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, the rest are just, like, stupid tactical fucking vehicles. It's like, let's mm-hmm. get in some cars, guys. A couple of cars. Um... And then even, like, the limo is, like, a beefed-out, crazy tactical limo. Mm-hmm. And as we yeah. said, Cypher doesn't drive a car. So, whatever. Scott Eastman's in, like, a Eastwood. Jesus Christ, what is wrong with me? Is Scott Eastman a person? Hmm. This I need to know. Let's see. At the real Scott Eastman. Yeah, no, he's a professor of history at Crichton University, apparently. Hmm. And the author of Preaching Spanish Nationalism Across Hispanic Atlantic, 1759 to 1823. We should fucking read that book. Sounds like a banger. <laughs> oh, man, I'm tired. Let's just get, let's get, let's, let's get to it. I'm sorry, listener. <laughs> this is going to be a horrible fucking episode for you. Hit these shouties. Uh, yeah, let me talk about Cry Macho for a second, and let's hit these shouties. I saw sure. Clint Eastwood's new movie, Cry Macho, a few weeks ago, and I never talked about it. Why? Because it's, like, not a very good movie. Um, it is stars Clint Eastwood, which, at this point in his career, stay behind the camera, my man. You know? Mm. Stay behind the camera, because you can't move very well. Mm. It's tough. You're 92 years old, and it's hard for you to move around, and it shows. Mm. Uh, and it's a movie about him. Yeah, I don't know. He sort of like has worked for this weird horse, you know, like horse owner kind of guy. He runs like mm-hmm. racing horses and stuff. And then like the horse owner has a kid in Mexico, and Clint Eastwood has to like go kidnap the kid in Mexico from. His mom, it's like this whole thing. One, mm-hmm. the big problem is Clint Eastwood is bad in the movie. And uh, the kid is bad in the movie. Sorry, kid. You're bad mm-hmm. in this movie. And it's a lot of Clint Eastwood and the kid hanging out together. So it's like, mm, am I digging this right now for the next 
two hour runtime, no, right? The other thing is you can't move, so there's like some punching and fighting and threatening that you're just like, dude, you're gonna blow away in the stiff wind. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't believe you're punching these people out at all. And in the vein of non-belief, and these are nitpicky things, like I'm sure a, a like writer, you know, like an actual movie critic could put things much more eloquently or have bigger, like more thematic problems with this movie or love it. I don't care. But there's like two women in this movie who are desperate to fuck Clint Eastwood. It totally brings you out of reality here. You're like, <laughs> it's what? not happening. Are you talking about Clint? Like you mm-hmm. don't got it anymore, man. You got to hang up that cowboy hat, my bro. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, man. You don't got it. This the movie would you know what the movie would have been good if it starred Scott Eastwood. Mm. But it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's Clint directed it, so it's got some magic sometimes. But you know, it, I don't know. It's just brutal. It was a brutal watch through for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the last Clint Eastwood movie that I watched was Gran Torino. Yeah. Have I have I missed anything good? Did you like Gran Torino? I think I did. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird movie that maybe deserves a rewatch. Mm-hmm. I remember there being a conversation about some pretty abject racism in that movie. Mm-hmm. But also like that abject racism being like part of the point of the movie in a way. But from like Clint Eastwood's perspective, which is like, is that the fucking perspective we should look at this shit from? Maybe mm-hmm. not. So mm-hmm. I haven't seen that one in a while. Yeah. The last good directed Clint Eastwood movie is Sully, which is a good movie. Mm. And uh yeah. It just it didn't hit for me. So mm. don't go see it. I wouldn't even rent it. In fact, <laughs> if it was free on HBO, I'd probably just uh skip on by it if I were you. On pass. Yeah, it's a pass for me. Uh-huh. Uh should we do some shouties? Some shouties. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to Wegmans for the first time this weekend. Mmm, a grocery chain. Yeah, uh, pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, what I was thinking, is it anti or pro? I'm thinking pro Wegmans. Um, it's down over at Brooklyn Navy Yard. It was a rainy Sunday. Did a little drive down. It was nice. Big old place. I will say I didn't like that it was laid out in sort of a trapezoid. Hmm. Not your traditional rectangle with right. vertical aisles in it. Instead, it was a trapezoid, trapezoid, one long side, one short, and then two angled up yeah. type of things. And in flowing through the store, I hit like two wings. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm missing a good chunk of normal stuff that I would buy because all the vegetables are in the middle. So you naturally oh. flow through the store, like only on the outside ring of the place. Yeah, that was my only criticism. Otherwise, Veggies first. Great. Please put them first because exactly. if you put them at the end, I'm not buying them, and I need to eat some vegetables. Exactly. Exactly. 
Um, so great selection, uh, great quality, actually. And it was busy there, but it was busy just to walk around. But the checkout was very great. And it's one of those places that has, like, your normal grocery store will have, you line up, there's whatever, 10 checkout aisles. This one, it was 10, but they do, like, the double row. So if you line up with one, there's actually two cashiers behind it. Yeah. I like that. That's really nice. My first date with my wife was at a Wegmans. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. We'd, like, met the week before, weirdly, at this, like, ballroom dancing competition. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I went to go see her in Boston to, like, you know, to, like, go hang. And I texted her when I, because I was driving from New York to go see this person. And I texted mm-hmm. her when I got to, like, her name. And she was like, oh, I'm at Wegmans. Come meet me. So we went, I went to Wegmans and uh, went in and she was like getting a couple of things from the buffet and I like went and got a couple of things from the buffet and then we like sat down at Wegmans and ate food together. That sounds really nice. It was, it was really nice actually. Yeah. So um, yeah, shout out to fucking Wegmans. Shout out to Wegmans. Shout out to Wegs. Yeah. Uh, I got an anti this week. Uh, it's pretty classic. It sort of combines a lot of uh, things we have issues with on this pod. <laughs> number one, food. Number two, apps. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. It's a food app called Seamless. Mm. You ever used it? I don't like that they changed the color of their app. Oh, this is the <laughs> entire basis of my shout-out, of my anti-shout-out. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute entire fucking basis of my answer. I can't find it. I can't <laughs> where the fuck it. is it? Where, where, where the fuck is this app? I can't, like, I can't fucking find it. Yeah. You know what I did today? I couldn't find it. I called the place. <laughs> I was like, can I get, can I get a burger? Yeah. Fox. The guy was like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> I was like, great. I'll pay you cash when you get here. He's like, you couldn't find the app, could you? Yeah, yeah. I'm not the only one. That's exactly right. Couldn't fucking find it. (laughs) Why did they change the color of the app? Mm -hmm. It's not. First of all, it's a they. There's no seamless in New Zealand. So, like, I used it when I lived here a few years ago. And then, like, when I moved back. It was still red when I moved back. <laughs> but when I moved back, I well, not moved back, but I came back this time. I opened it up again, and like the way the app works is so different and so difficult to use for me. Like I try to punch in an address to like search near, and like that's different than like the search function. Mm-hmm. You have to like, and it when you type on the search function, I'm like, where's the cuisines? You know, like if I'm in the mood for like Chinese where do I click the Chinese button? Mm -hmm. And like, it's actually, you have to click in like the search bar first and then the cuisine sort of pop. Holy shit. It's a bad app. Like, holy shit. And then they keep popping up with notifications about their seamless plus, which is like, I don't want more of this. Get out of here with that seamless plus. Nobody's (laughs) going to pay for that. Become a diamond dog member, you know, like whatever. (laughs) Um, 
I'm not paying for Seamless. And then the other thing is they charge the restaurants like a stupid fee. And I'm like, I, 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 like I've definitely th- three times recently have, or, that I've ordered from Seamless since I've been back. There's a little note on the bag that's like, hey, next mm-hmm. time just uh, give us a call. Yeah, use our website. Yeah, we'll take care of you. We'll give you twenty percent off because we're getting gouged. It's by cheaper seamless and every easier for us to do it. Yeah. yeah, please stop using Seamless. Basically, mm-hmm. so I feel bad about using Seamless now, and I don't really want to do it. I mean, I'll do it when I'm desperate and I can find the fucking app. But if you ask me to where Seamless is in like my fucking where is it anywhere? <laughs> I have no fucking idea. Where the fuck is it? I'm not putting yeah. it on my home screen. Mm-hmm. You know not that kind of animal. <laughs> I have standards. <laughs> uh, it's just it's driving me crazy. So yeah, anti shout out to Seamless. Don't use it. Don't use yeah. Grubhub either because they are owned. They own Seamless, which I didn't know until recently. Mm-hmm. There was a big bill billboard at some point that was like every Seamless order is a, actually a Grubhub order. They were advertising this. I was like, that's not good. Yeah, that merger happened like over five years ago. Yeah. And I don't like you don't need to keep telling me. Just like yeah. be one or the other. Who cares? Get rid whoever of one. Got, Actually yeah. get rid of one. Yeah, whoever got eaten, just like they're gone. Like you no longer yeah. need to say that. Take all those employees, on. move them to your Grubhub office, and like we'll all just be Grubhub people from now on. Uh-huh. Okay. It's like you we're all change- gonna wear orange now. Okay. Yeah. We're all gonna wear orange. Then you can change the color of the app. Mm-hmm. All right. If you want, to, if it's a whole different app, you can change the color. But right now, it's no good, man. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a food delivery? Do you get food app delivery, or are you? What do you? How? What's your like method? I mean, I usually use Seamless, mm-hmm. but I don't. I do a lot less in the past like year and a half or so yeah. than I have in the past. I didn't really get down with Uber Eats. I did. Mm. It just it felt like I was paying too much all the time. Although. Yeah. Once in a while, I would use it to get something that was like just out of range for seamless. That you wanted, but, yeah, yeah. I get that. Um, I've tried a lot. I've tried DoorDash. It's even worse somehow. Mm-hmm. It's fucking mm-hmm. this the in like Dash Pass again with the notification. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So I've tried that. Uh, I've never tried like the caviar or like some of the other ones. But um, I've done the Uber Eats thing. But like in Auckland. Like, I'm piling up the fucking Burger King for the Uber Eats. And I'm like, this burger doesn't matter. Like, I can't call Burger King and get it delivered. Mm-hmm. I'm piling in the burger. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, 45 fucking dollars worth of it's fucking bur- much. Burger King. Like, yeah. That makes me feel worse than eating the Burger King, man. Like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know what we've come to. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. What, uh, nothing, nothing was wrong with calling people up. I think, I mean, I'll heed that. I've been thinking about that recently as well. I've, I'm going to start doing the call up. Yeah. I like talking on the phone. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like, yeah. And the guys here, whatever, who answers the phone, they're all nice and shit. And like, yeah. Yeah. It's great. I like talking on the phone, give them a call up. I'm down with it. I ordered a pizza. I still think about this from time to time. I ordered a pizza six years ago one time. And the guy was like the coolest motherfucker I've ever heard. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, can I get a large pie with pepperoni? He's like, no doubt, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, what's your address? I gave it to him and I was like, 
you got it. He's like, can I take your credit card? I was like, yeah, can I just pay? Uh, or, or no, it was like, he was like, all right. It's like 27 something, something. I was like, yeah, can I pay with credit card? He was like, hey, listen, yes, but you've got to give my driver a nice little tip. All right. I was like, yeah, man, yeah. no doubt. I got enough cash for a little tip on this puppy. Like, that's fine. I just don't have the whole thing. He's like, all right. I still think about it. So, yeah. uh, it's good. It's good if you're a uh, shop purveyor or something to have a catchphrase. This guy's was obviously no doubt. Yes. The, <laughs> the owner of the uh, bodega, my closest bodega over here. Yeah. He says no diggity doubt. Ooh, I no love diggity that. doubt. I'll say, yeah. ooh, that's nice. Yeah, Mister No Doubt was uh, worked at Pizza Boy too. Mm-hmm. in Woodside, Queens, which was a great pizza place. And probably still is, though I haven't ordered in many years. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Pizza Boy 2. I don't know where Pizza Boy 1 is. <laughs> but this place was definitely Pizza Boy 2 for some reason. It's one of those things, like, they just jump straight to 2 to give the uh, allure of a very successful franchise. Like, oh, yeah, let's go 2. I do that. like the idea, though, of, like, like a restaurant called Pizza Boy, like, hey, we're expanding next month. You know, I'm like, oh, cool. What's your new, like, the new place? Like, yeah, Pizza Boy 2. <laughs> like, oh, great location. Cool. The sequel. Um, okay, that's it for us. Uh, at Knowles Podcast on Twitter, N O L T T. We are No One Likes the Tuner Podcast on Instagram. Subscribe to our Instagram, or what do you call it? What's it called? Follow us. Follow us on Instagram, please. Um, uh, no one likes the tuna podcast at gmail.com, patreon.com slash no one likes the tuna podcast. Now, this is very important. We have been promising some Jason Statham movies for like months on the fucking Patreon. It's going to have to wait a week. I'm in the most <laughs> insane week of work in my entire life, and I'm really sorry, and it's just going to have to wait a week. I will get it done next week. <laughs> I will crank a movie this weekend. Mm-hmm. Daryl and I will hit a double feature this weekend and just make it happen. Yeah? I'm there. I already okay. watched it. So I'm good to go whenever we're ready to transport ourselves into another universe. Okay. That's going to go up on the Patreon. I promise. I fuck, I'm so sorry, guys. I prom- I'm so sorry. We're so fucking behind. Um, what else? Uh... A rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Do that. It's a really good thing for you to do. In whatever your language you speak fluently, I think it's cool to get, like, if we could get a variety of different language reviews on there. Um, oh, and next week, Daryl, the movie yes. you're going to watch next week. You ready? It's the movie so nice. We're going to watch it twice. We're watching Fate of the Furious next week. No! 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 Oh, my God. This is also the never-ending cycle. (laughs) Let's go, baby! Oh, my God. I am not looking forward to that. Nope. Me neither, bud. at all. Me neither. Yeah. What is torture for you is also torture for me. 
Yes, yes, we're in this together. Mm-hmm. Ride or die, Nick. Ride oh, or I die. I like the tuna podcast. Mm-hmm.